0: Welcome to Podcasts, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Welcome, everyone. So glad you're here. You probably remember that we're using Robert Wicks' book, Everyday Simplicity, this month. And the book is divided roughly into three sections, and he calls the combination of the three sections, a circle of grace. And the idea of simplicity in the book is if we if we really understand these three fundamental truths, we complete this circle wherein grace is bestowed onto us, as well as the people around us. And so let me recap really quickly the, the three pieces of the circle of grace. Well, the first part of the circle, Reverend Marilyn introduced to us. She called it softening the soul and it was really about finding grace within our own heart was really understanding our authentic power and for those of you who listened in that week you'll know she compared us to one of God's works of art every one of us different every one of us a different style and yet Part of God's art gallery, if you will. Each one of us, precious. Each one of us, created out of love, out of joy, and with a purpose in the world. That that purpose of beauty, of joy, of peace. Something in our heart, willing to be expressed. And so, that first part of the circle of grace was understanding ourselves, understanding our power, and to be gentle with ourselves. To to know that we're a work in progress, willing to uh, do what what's necessary to to truly love ourselves and move forward in the world. Well, the second part of this circle of grace I covered last week, and that's the idea of interacting not with ourselves properly, but interacting with God properly. I called it conversations with God. And the idea is it's always good if we take more of our input from the divine rather than listening to the kind of scary news stories or the things that are upsetting going on in the world We listen for that inner voice. We listen for that voice of love, of joy, of purity, of peace. We listen to that inward voice that allows us to understand a more fundamental truth than just the, the facts of what's going on for the day. And in fact, the, the key simplicity here is knowing that there are essential truths that are unchangeable, even as the world around us is in the midst of constant change. So the first week it was conversations with ourself, the second week conversations with spirit or God, and this week we're completing this circle of grace. And I think to introduce us for it, I I have a joke for you. Oh, oh, and my partner said I needed to throw out a warning. He claims that if you're under 50 years old, you won't get this joke at all. So I'm just saying, that's his claim. We'll find out if it's true. So two caterpillars are escaping a bird. They climb higher and higher into a tree, but they realize they're trapped on the very topmost branch of the tree. Hold on tight, said the first caterpillar, and he starts chewing through the branch that they're sitting on. Well, eventually it snaps and they begin to fall But he grabs two protruding twigs and he uses them to steer them down safely to the ground. They land gently and safely. That's amazing, says the second caterpillar. We've certainly survived through the grace of God. Well, the first caterpillar scoffs. Nah, he says, you're just lucky that I know how to drive a stick. (laughs) <laughs> well, a few of the people in the room here are uh, apparently over fifty, right? Is they got the joke? So the idea is: it the grace of God, or is it us actually being compassionate and useful in the world? And is it an either or, or is it a both? So the third part of this circle of grace is not us participating with ourselves, not us participating with God, but truly participating with our fellow humans. And it's the thesis of uh, Robert Wicks, and, and mine as well, that we are acting on behalf of spirit as we bring greater grace into the world, through our kindnesses, through our efforts, and through our service on behalf of humanity. That's the third piece that completes this circle of grace. We have grace for ourselves, we have grace in our interactions with spirit, and then we get to act on behalf of spirit as we provide grace, as we act as an instrument of spirit out in the world. Well, Mr. Wicks has several ideas of how more concretely we might do that, and I want to talk about it today. But let me start with a quick quote from the book here. He says, being a compassionate person can be exhausting, frustrating, and sometimes it may seem like a waste of time. Sometimes when we're trying to be helpful, we feel like the donor in a blood transfusion, as if the life's energy is being pumped out of us. We wonder, where will I get the energy to survive, much less be compassionate for others? And yet paradoxically, it is often in these very moments of tiredness that we can finally reach out to others in a natural way. It's as if our exhaustion has broken us down and we are free to give of ourselves. Well, I don't know about you, but that's kind of describing me this year, right? I am a little exhausted in my efforts at trying to do my best in the midst of a pandemic when all of the the usual methods of reaching out to people and being with people seem, seem more complicated. I am, towards the end of this year, I have to admit, starting to feel a little worn down or a little worn out. And uh, and according to Wicks, this isn't actually a bad thing, because it gets us back to the simple basics, the simple and most basic areas of compassion and love for one another. Out the window go some of our elaborate plans, and it's down to one person and another person trying to make the best of it, trying to lift one another up from a place of grace. And he says that there are three primary ways of doing this, and I'd like to cover them with you today. The first one is simply listening. You know, every year it's traditional that we try to pick out Christmas gifts for one another, and often it can be somewhat challenging. Well, what would someone like? What would someone need? Is the gift going to be useful? Is the gift going to be playful? This year it's complicated by the fact that we're doing much of our shopping online and we don't actually get to feel the fabrics or see the true colors before we order things. But he would suggest that what people really want is to be heard. They'd like that gift of feeling like you're close enough to them that you would spend some time in actively listening And so I want to spend just a moment talking about active listening. It's a little different than what we're used to. So often we're used to the idea of listening, and as we're listening to the other person, we're already preparing in our head what we're going to say back. Oftentimes we don't even finish listening before we're ready to just plunge in and go forward with what we're going to say. Well, active listening is really listening from the heart fully to what's being said. No plan to come up with a rebuttal or a retort or a comeback, but truly listening, trying to put ourselves in the other person's position. What are they intending to convey by this information? What's maybe even said between the lines? What's in their heart? That, when we can listen from that place of depth and intimacy, is a true gift for people. And it's something that most people want and actually seldom get. When you have their full attention, when you are fully there for them from that place of listening, it will open both of your hearts and allow you both to have a greater intimacy of that friendship or that partnership. So that's one of the keys to this idea of completing the circle of grace is that you are willing to listen with compassion and for understanding. The second one that he mentions is uh, equally important, and it's just providing simple acts of kindness. Now, I know oftentimes we have our big elaborate plans, and and boy, has that been hard this year, right? With keeping social distance and doing other things, sometimes our more elaborate plans of how we would help people in a, in a soup kitchen or a family get-together, some of the things that we may have done in prior years around rituals with other people and helping other people have just had to go by the wayside but not the simple acts of kindness when was the last time you got on the phone or or on facetime and checked in with some of your friends and neighbors when was the last time you sent a a sweet note to someone When was the last time that you offered up something to eat, maybe uh, on one of those freeway embankments where where people uh, are stationed looking for a handout? What have you been able to do in terms of just the most simple acts of kindness? Are you ready for that? Do you have plans for that? I think right now it's a time when many of us are almost sequestered in our homes. It feels like that to me sometimes. And yet there are lovely things we can do for the people in our neighborhood, the people on our contact lists. When was the last time that maybe you really used Facebook in the way that it was intended to reach into friendships with people and share information? Especially this time of year, I would suggest that you might want to do some of these simple acts of kindness, and it might take a minute or two for you to think of some of the things that you would naturally do. This doesn't have to be an elaborate plan, right? But maybe you do actually need a plan. This coming week, I'm going to make some phone calls, I'm going to write some letters. I'm going to see about whether my neighbors perhaps need a helping hand during the holidays or help with shopping. I'm actually gonna check in with that elderly cousin or aunt or uncle that I haven't talked to in a long time. I'm gonna see if that friend who's moved away is is doing okay. I'm going to check in with the neighbor lady across the street and see if she needs some special help with shopping for this holiday season. Do you see, they're all things that don't require any elaborate outlay of time or resources. It's just reaching out with the heart in the most simple kind of way. The last of the three things that he talks about, it might require a little bit more planning, but it's the idea of welcoming people home. Now, you might be saying, well, I ain't letting anybody (laughs) in this time of the year, uh, not in these circumstances, and so it's not so much literally a homecoming in terms of people coming into your house, but there is that sense of welcoming people home, and how can we actually do that? Through our compassion, through our love, through a little bit of planning, how can people feel welcomed around you? Is it making sure that some of their physical needs are met? Is it making sure that some of their emotional needs are being met? Is it going out of your way to be hospitable and to check in with people that you don't get to see every day? If someone were to come up on your porch and ring the bell, how would they be received? Do you have a mask waiting right by the side of the door so that you're ready to greet people safely? Do you have a plan if someone comes to the door and is asking for something? Do you have a plan for how you're going to be uh, hospitable during the holiday season to your friends, to your neighbors, to perhaps people that you don't even know? Being hospitable used to be something that was almost trained. I remember when I was a kid, uh, we had a a manners lesson. (laughs) I would bet that shows how old I am as well. Uh, But we were taught that when people come into the room, you might stand for them to acknowledge their presence. We were taught the the ways of graciously allowing guests to go first or to open doors for people to show that they were welcome and hospitable in your home or out in public. And I just wonder if we even have a thought of such things anymore. Do we have a plan for letting people know that they're welcome? Do we open a door for our elders? Do we allow other people to speak first? Do we do some of the small and sweet graces that just set us apart as someone who cares about others, that compassionate heart? So those are the, the three things that Robert Wicks suggests represent this complete simplicity of life and the ability to have this circle of grace also come to fruition. So I'm going to summarize a little bit today, and then I want to actually lead you in our homework. So today we've talked about completing this circle of grace. We've cultivated our relationship with ourselves. We've cultivated our relationship with God. That was last week. And then today we're completing this circle by cultivating our relationship with each other. We've become an agent of God, serving ourselves as we serve humankind and then we've been gotten more specific and talked about the three ways that we can serve humanity listening with compassion performing simple acts of kindness and then showing people that they are welcome to be around us well you know i like to assign homework and today's homework was a little bit elaborate and so i thought that we might do it together. I'm going to lead us in a visioning for completing the circle of grace. And our keyboardist, Ken, said that he would be glad to supply a little bit of background music as well. And so what I'm going to do is briefly guide you in this idea of what can I do to become grace in the world for someone else? I invite you to sit comfortably. You can close your eyes if you like. Take a few deep breaths to center yourself. (sighs) Just feel your feet on the floor. (sighs) Just relax. Feel connected to the earth. As we begin listening for that still small voice inside, we're open and we're aware we're connected in with that one power. We know that the voice may come in the form of images or words, thoughts, or symbols. As we ask a few simple questions, we, we just allow God to speak through our own intuition, through the mental images and thoughts and pictures that will come to us. We begin by asking our first visioning question. What is Spirit's highest vision for becoming grace in the world? We ask, how might I become grace in the world for others? Is it through compassionate listening? Is it everyday kindness? Is it responding with more love and tenderness? Is it hospitality? Let us listen as we ask, what is Spirit's highest vision for becoming the grace of the world? We ask and we listen. And next we ask, is there something that I might release to be of better service? Are there old ways of thinking? Are there mental blocks? Do I have doubts? Is there something that I must release to become of better service to the world? We ask and we listen. And next we ask, what spiritual quality might I embody to be of better service to humanity? Is it the quality of love? Is it beauty? Is it wholeness? What gift am I to provide? What quality should I embrace? Is it peace? Is it compassion? What spiritual quality might I embody to be of better service to humanity? We ask and we listen. And now our last question in this visioning series towards completing the circle of grace. What is the next step in my being of simple service to others? What is the next step in my being of simple service to others? Is it repairing a broken relationship? Is it offering a hand in friendship? is that putting together a plan for being gracious. We ask and we listen, what is the next step in my being of simple service to others? So let us pray There is one power and one presence One life and one love There is only this one thing That I choose to call God And what I know of it Is that it is The ultimate grace in this universe That all good things Ultimately come And come freely from spirit itself All of the love All of the joy All of the peace All of the light All of the wholeness and abundance, truly, all of it is initiated by and created by Spirit. But I also know that I act on behalf of Spirit. I also know that that grace flows through me effortlessly. And as I reach out to others through listening, through compassion, through hospitality, that this world and this circle of grace is completed in its fullness that each person has a a place to play and a voice to be heard, that I open my heart wide enough to allow everyone to participate to their highest and best. And as it is true for me, I know it is true for everyone that each of us can act on behalf of Spirit, spreading this good news of, of love, of light, of compassion, of listening, of the kindnesses that, that pass beyond difficulty and are the most, most simple expression of reaching out in friendship. And so I know as each person takes our, our homework today here in heart and we begin making our plans for the holidays and beyond, that there is a place in our heart for others that there is that ability to reach out in kindness and compassion, that each one of us becomes and acts on behalf of spirit, closing the circle of grace. And so for this, I give great thanks. I let it be. And together we say, and so it is. Thank you so much for being here today. Now is our time of conscious giving. I, I know that so many of you have reached out in the, the many ways you can to contribute to what we do here at the center. Some of you have signed on to Tithely and are using your cell phones and other uh, connected devices to make a tithe. Some of you are going to our website at cslportland.org and making a donation there. I just bless you all and thank you all for the many ways you contribute to what we're doing here. Also, just want to remind you for a moment that uh, uh, we do have licensed practitioners here who are here to serve you on our website. Under licensed practitioners, you'll see a full list, and it's their great honor to pray with you or to schedule a full practitioner sessions with them. Feel free to contact them by email.